Okay. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to Women of Grace, um, our October, excuse me, September monthly Bible study. And we know that Call to Influence was a, um, is a two-part series. And last month, part one was really just, it was some Holy Ghost fire. And the way that it ended and the way that the, that the Lord just had us ended, it was, it was insane. I mean, I cut the recording off before um, we ended in like this, this, this posture of like, it was, it was worship, but it was a song about <clears throat> as we um, spent the entire hour and some change allowing the Lord to minister to us about our role in the kingdom as influencers and what that really means. We know influencer is tossed around <clears throat> in the secular world so much, but we were really just talking about what it means to influence people for the kingdom, to lead people, not to ourselves, not to our products, not to our services, um, not to our ministries, but to, but to Jesus, right? To, to the person who can save them, right? Leading them to, pointing them to him and his saving grace. And so we really just had just a great time as God was ministering to us. And we ended with a song and this was a spontaneous worship song. And I actually do apologize because I told the ladies it was seven minutes and it was like 25. So it, it, was, it was from the upper room. And those who are on YouTube who are like spontaneous worship, sort of like, uh, uh, junkies, hashtag or air quotes, but um, we really just, I mean, we literally spent 25 minutes just allowing God to minister to us about just burning for just for him and just being consumed by his fire and just really, it was just amazing. So that is not on the recording. Um, and so uh, you really had to just be there for that, but it was really such an amazing time. And so part two, the Lord really just wanted me to pivot a little bit. We're still talking about influence, but we're talking about our sphere of influence. And we're actually joined by a, a, an amazing uh, guest, um, Pastor um, Quincy Watkins, who is the pastor of the Neighborhood Church, Bishop um, of the Neighborhood Church that is um, that I have the pleasure of calling my church home. Um, and this is also my spiritual dad. And actually, before we get into just tonight's lesson, I am actually going to just open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this evening, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name, Lord. We thank you for just allowing us just another opportunity, Father, just to fellowship with you, Lord, just to have this sweet, intimate moment with you, Lord, alongside our sisters, Father. We thank you, Lord, for just blessing us with um, the presence of, of, of Bishop, Lord, allowing him to minister whatever revelation and insight and impartation that you've given him, Lord, to share with us tonight, Father. We thank you for this Bible study series, Lord. We thank you for just how you're reminding us of the influence that we have on this earth, Lord, for you, Lord, to glorify your name, Lord, to lead people to you, Father. So we thank you that you'll just continue to share all that you have for us tonight, Lord. Let us have eyes and ears to hear, Father, and an open heart and mind to receive all that you're going to share with us tonight, Lord. We pray, 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 Lord, that you allow, <clears throat> that you speak through Bishop and I, Lord, not a word of ours, Lord, but only you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We praise you. It is in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So as I was saying, so the Lord was just saying, pivot a little bit with part two of this series, and we're going to really talk about sphere of influence, but we're not going to talk about it in the same way that the world talks about it. We're going to look at it in, a, in, in two parts. We're going to look at, um, we're going to spend just a few moments just talking about um, intentional discipleship, right? And just a little bit about the Great Commission. There were a few things that the Holy Spirit really gave me to share tonight about how just uh, our salvation is not a solo journey, right? Like it's not about us growing in the word of God and getting to the next level. It is about us bringing other people along. So it's not just about us being influencers, but it is also about us being intentional and creating disciples. Um, and so just ministering about just the importance of, of understanding the Great Commission. And the Lord was really just talking about how it's, it's a mandate. It's not, and I want to just tell you exactly what he said because he's so funny. So... <laughs> You know, the fulfillment of the Great Commission is not optional, right? It's not a, it's, you can't opt out of it. You don't get, you don't get to check the box on an application where it says, would you like to participate in creating disciples? And we get to check, no, it's not that type of a, of a, of a charge. It is a charge from the Lord. It is something that we all must do. It is a mandate for us all as believers. And God was really just saying that as we grow and we elevate and as he expands our territory and increases just 
um, you know, our, our assignments and our influence and our wisdom and our revelation that it is not just about us. The journey is not about us. It is about us uh, teaching or training people to follow and obey Christ. That is what discipleship is all about, that there are people that we're supposed to bring along with us um, on this journey, that it is just simply not our own. And I think oftentimes we get caught up in, in our own agendas and then the world doesn't help because everything is like self-help, self-improvement, self, you know, like just self, all of these self, self, self. And, you know, God was saying the only self in this journey is death to self, right? Self-denial, self, like denying your flesh and yourself of everything that it wants so that we can honestly walk in the ways of the Lord and really fully yield to the will of God for our life. So just, just, um, just wanting to share that, that the Lord is saying that the transformation process that we undergo um, just is, is really just not about us. It's about us transforming so that we can in turn pour into others. And so I'm going to pause there because I kind of want to um, uh, open it up for to Bishop. And I really want to introduce Bishop <laughs> again, just as, as someone who has been just a, a phenomenal mentor in, in my life. And those of you who have followed, I think those who are on this line have followed this journey. Those who are listening to the replay, there's another podcast episode about my relocation to Delaware, all that came with that. And um, Bishop actually played a, a uh, the Lord used him in such a, a mighty way and it continues to use him in such a, a mighty way. And it, it, we'll talk about the spiritual parent and mentors in a second, but I really just want to sort of open it up for you, Bishop, to just say, hey, we welcome you and we want to just love upon you and thank you for just being our guest tonight. We're so excited. Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you, Sabra. Really, uh, thank you for that warm welcome and how you ladies doing? I tell you, this is awesome on a Wednesday night that we're gathering and talking about this uh, such an important uh, subject. So I'm excited uh, to to support uh, women of grace in any way that I can. And I know that you're doing a, a great job of April with this and, and have some good people. So yeah, we're ready to jump in. So you can kind of, oh, I don't have my video, so you can't see me. Well, oh. you still have screen, you still have screen share, so. You don't want to yes, work. but I think we can, we can still see you. You can see me. Yeah, okay. we can see you on the side. Oh, okay. I didn't. All So, so you may see the background. The background is 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 quite uh, Caribbean. Although you know, I'm 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 not in the Caribbean, but but in event. So, I'm when you think about such an important uh, subject, and I think you've laid it out about discipleship and spiritual mentors. But let's let's look at the the definition of influence. I'll, I'll start there. Is that influence really is the is the capacity to have an effect on the character development and behavior of someone else? So it is the capacity to have an effect. It can be both positive or negative on the character development and behavior of someone. And I think. I've always said that's foundational to leadership. Leadership is all about influence. I think one of the famous philosophers said that if you're leading and no one is following, then you're just taking a walk. So it's, you know, you're going out for a walk. So it's always about, we have been entrusted with the God given ability to, to uh, have an impact or the capacity to, in, you know, to have an impact on the, of uh, character development behavior of someone. It's not something to take lightly of that. And you see both a natural, but also a, a, a spiritual component as well too. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. It's, and, you know, really see, just to see how important it is so important today to have the right influence and, and mentor. A mentor is really an experienced, trained advisor, right? Someone that, that does, that has experience, that's trained and, not just have experience, but they know how to inculcate it. And I think that's important to being able to transmit experiences. The Bible, I think, is the greatest leadership book in the world. It's replete with both influence and leadership and mentors. So it, it gives us a great roadmap and kind of uh, what would God have that relationship between one who's experienced and one who is inexperienced, but they have purpose and, and someone coming alongside of them and helping them get to where they need to be. Yeah. So thanks for having me to talk about this important subject, April. Yes. Yes. No, thank you. When, I mean, when the, <clears throat> when the Holy Spirit said, you know, spiritual parents and talk, I mean, you dropped in my spirit because I, 
I clearly cannot minister on the importance of spiritual parents. I am just fully walking into that season of understanding it myself. And I think it is an area where people, uh, people don't understand it. They're like, what spiritual? I had never heard of it prior to, and I had been in three different church, no, two different churches. Sorry, God. Uh, and this is my, my third in, in, you know, church home where I am landed and settled and, <laughs> and nestling in, but I had not heard of it. It was foreign to me. I, you know, so I think it is, it was important enough for the, for the Holy Spirit to really say, this is something that I want you to, to really talk about, to really, really talk about. And it's interesting that you, t- that we talk about sort of, and we actually talked about influence in the first part, and it was the Holy Spirit had us go right down that same path of defining what it meant and then understanding what our role was and knowing that the level of influence that we have is so deep. It really is so deep and it's so powerful. And yet I think oftentimes, and you say this a lot too, Bishop, is that we see the world influencing us more than we are influencing the world as believers. And so I'm excited that the Holy Spirit is really sort of shaking us up a little bit and in and, and making sure that we fully grasp all of what our role is on this earth as Christians. Yeah, that's good. And, and I mean, I think, I think this, this slide on your deck really uh, kind of encapsulates it in terms of discipleship and, and, and spiritual mentors and spiritual parents. First with the discipleship, I, I think you're right. I mean, that disciple, if we agree that a mentor is an experience trained person in a particular area that, that someone has someone that has been there done that and as my bishop would say my bishop he's of 50 some years in ministry he would say i got the t-shirt i've been there done that got the t-shirt so we so so what we're doing is we're leveraging our experience through the holy spirit right to help kind of uh, i won't say regenerate but to help to replicate the likeness and character of Christ and others that recognize that no one is an island, that it is a combination of both things that are taught and things that are caught. So no one can actually achieve their destiny on their own by in, 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 in totality on their own, that there's always uh, connections to people that will unlock things in you as you will unlock things in others. So the discipleship mm-hmm. is that great commission. We are to, to replicate the time. Look at what, what Jesus did to the disciples. He spent three years with them. That was an investment of time, investment of teaching, investment of discussion. All of this was an investment. I don't think the disciples could have gotten where they needed to be or be willing for the next stage had not Jesus invested time. So a mentor would be willing to invest time, understanding that that's part of discipleship, of being able to Invest time being able to model it because you can't teach something that you're not modeling it. So it's investing time, it's modeling it, and being able to, like a business term, they call it the gap analysis, should versus actual. This is what uh, should happen, but this is what actually happened. So we're able to troubleshoot where the issue or the disconnect or where the stumbling is and help them along the way. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's exactly what when the Holy Spirit gave you this definition about the spiritual mentors who oftentimes are the same same people as spiritual parents. Um, he was saying that they are specific individuals that have been assigned to us to to invest in us and pour into us with the specific purpose of helping us reach our full potential in Christ. And the example that we all know that's most commonly used is the example of Apostle Paul and Timothy. I mean, that shows you right there. It really gets at the core of a spiritual mentor, mentee, spiritual dad, uh, spiritual son, son in the faith relationship. And there's so much to be learned about that relationship. And I think you, you, what you said was profound about we are not, we cannot reach our destination alone. And something that God was saying to me as I was preparing for this is that before Apostle Paul or before Timothy encountered or crossed paths with Apostle Paul, right, he had reached, I'm sure, a certain point in his life where he was young. But then it was once he came under Apostle Paul's covering and mentorship that he began to draw things out of him, that certain quality skills and and abilities were cultivated through him following and studying and being with and serving with Apostle Paul that helped him reach his full potential, that helped him go to the next uh, place where God was leading him and helped him walk into his calling as a pastor. I mean, that's just something that really stood out to me about the connection of Apostle Paul and Timothy. 
And, you know, that's a great example. And I think of the Bible, as I said, the Bible is replete. It's full of those examples of mentor-mentee relationship. I mean, you have anywhere from Moses and Joshua. You have Elijah and Elisha. We lost you, Bishop. You're, okay, you're sounding. Can you guys hear me now? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I was just saying that that even before Paul and Timothy, there there are numerous examples of this principle that that uh, there would have to be others that's in your life that would spend the time and use their talent to help you hear from God, receive from God, and walk in God's purpose. Because the Bible was primary oratory, if, if we remember before being written down. So a lot of God's principles and laws had to be disseminated and passed down from trusted individuals, people that heard it correctly, people that were in right relationship with God and people that were willing to pass on God's commandments and God's ways to others. So that's always been kind of that principle that that was in play. Now, something is different because I see I see similar with mentoring and spiritual parents, but I see where there's a distinction. There's an overlap where I would see anyone could pretty much that has experience in different things for certain seasons kind of mentor us because they have advanced knowledge or something come alongside. That could be both vertical, a person that has more experience with you or a person that's almost a peer level that can kind of, you know, horizontally work, work that through. But when you get into kind of spiritual, spiritual kind of, parents or parents recoverings. I think Paul said it beautifully. And what was it? First Corinthians, the fourth chapter, he said in a simple of, do you have many, uh, let me, let me just get it really quick. I had it as a reference. Okay. It says, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have not many fathers. So Paul differentiated himself from the, uh, the cacophony of voices that were telling them, all these instructors were telling them what to do, how to do it, and this, that. Paul said, okay, you may have all these instructors that are giving you advice, prescriptive advice, advice basing, but you only have one father. There's someone that 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 is invested, as April said, that's invested to pour into you with the purpose of helping you reach your full potential in Christ. There's others that can train you skills, they can give you subject matter in various instances, help you learn that. And that can be a mentor in whatever particular area. But then I think that it's important that we have someone that is that is married to our future. Right? I mean, someone that would play a role of a, uh, a father or oversee or oversight role of your spiritual life, not control, not manipulation. That's not God. God never deals in control and he never deals in manipulation, but there are people that God, that, that are invested in your spiritual life and, and pray with you fast for you, uh, instruct you also challenge you provide discipline when necessary, all these different kinds of things. And, and unfortunately, we've seen great abuse with that. We've seen, you know, but that's what everything. I mean, when something's true, then once you define what is true, what is outside of what is true is false. So, so that's what anything. I mean, there's always a potential of abuse of every good thing, but that doesn't cancel out the validity of a good thing. And this, as we know, even naturally, and I'm sorry, it's April, you can wool me in if, if, if I'm going to. If I'm going no, to okay. Even... Even in terms of naturally, we see the devastationness of not having a father in a household. We see how some of these these uh, epidemics and some of some of these, I mean, injustice, a lot of things have been perpetuated and deepened because there has been a lack of fatherhood in in its place. Not not just you know, I'm not assigning blame to any situation or anything right now. I'm just saying, just in a sense. So, so in the natural, what about the spiritual? If the natural is temporal, as Paul says, and the spirit world is eternal, Paul says the things that are seen are, are natural, temporal, right? They're, they're there, but they're transient. But the things that are unseen, hallelujah, they're spiritual. So there is, there is a whole world and infrastructure that's internal that, that predates us and will continue on once we depart from this natural world and we step into it full time right now. We're not full time in the spiritual world. doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So I sell all these kind of things you see. 
if the natural needs infrastructure and parenting and someone to help us be that, then why wouldn't that happen spiritually? If, if our experience in Christ is described as a new birth, why does it require as someone being born again, a new birth? It kind of denotes that there has to be a something that of old come to an end and something being birthed new. And there's a process of knowing and becoming, and it's very hard for you us to do it by ourselves. So I just advocate for that mentors come in different forms and fashion, different stages of life, can be both vertical and horizontal, right? Experience appears. But spiritual fathers are spiritual fathers or overseas are mentors, but they have more of an invested role in your spiritual life. And for that time assignment, they have certain kind of greater influence. Biblical anointing influence in your life and authority to help you get there. And that was what Moses did with Joshua. If you look at, what is it in Moses? It's uh, Deuteronomy 34, I think around eight or nine. It says that Moses laid hands on Joshua and wisdom and knowledge. So when he laid hands on him, he affirmed him and anointed him and he became all that God called him to be. So, yeah. Yeah. So then would you say, would you say that you reach would you say that it is difficult or it is it is it brings challenges or you may reach a plateau if you don't have if you lack spiritual mentorship or a spiritual father? Would you say that you I mean, you know, the Lord can he gives us wisdom and, you know, he can guide us. But would you say that there's there's something else there's a, there's added benefit to or there are certain things and I can actually personally speak from my personal experience and say that there are gifts and I've said I've shared this with somebody else that there are gifts I have found that there are gifts that are lying dormant that are not awakened or unlocked until you come into I think into um until you come into I don't want to say agreement but really until you have been connected with your spiritual mentor or particular maybe maybe your spiritual not even your spiritual mentor because i've had spiritual mentors throughout my throughout my journey so i would say with your spiritual covering your spiritual father because i didn't have the gift of teaching or it wasn't realized until i came under the covering of the neighborhood church so there were just things that i just hadn't you know, I hadn't walked in. There were gifts and anointings that I didn't even know I had until I came under the neighborhood church's um, covering. So would you say that that is a normal, that's, that is a sort of a normal situation or does, does that vary uh, yeah. across the board? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say uh, the Bible seems to point it as normative. That Old Testament from Moses to Joshua, Joshua waited in Moses' presence, what he learned that led to the promised land. He learned from Moses. Moses taught him. Moses poured into him more. And Moses instructed him, gave him strategy, same way. And then Elisha and Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was a great prophet. Elisha uh, actually became a greater prophet in terms of double miracles. But the Bible said he poured water on the hands of Elijah. He ministered to Elijah, but but Elijah taught him a lot of things. So so the Bible seems to to really strongly so, you know put us in place that uh, there are things that are connected uh, unlocking things that are connected to others. I don't think Joshua could have became the leader he was supposed to be if he wasn't around Moses all the time. I don't think Elisha would have uh, performed sixteen miracles to Elijah's eight miracles mm -hmm. if he did not uh, you know sp stay connected to that. And I do believe it's important today that everyone should have a spiritual father. Everyone should have someone that is invested in their spiritual life. Now, for every success story, you all can probably think about three or four failures where you've seen abuse, you've seen witchcraft, you've seen control, all that. That's just unfortunate. It really is. I mean, just, just that there is abuse of good things. But we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's too many examples of cited that, and some of us, we can honestly think of our lives in a natural, think of your life. That's why you have a teacher in elementary school. And that's why you have, you know, in high school, you haven't struggled again in college, you have professors. Why are they necessary if I can learn it on my own, do it on my own, all those kind of things? Because some things are not fully comprehended and unlocked until we are in this particular class that, oh man, my whole life has changed or something like that. It's important. Mm -hmm. So now it's a little longer answer, but I want it. I would say, yes, the Bible seems to think that. And even 
natural, you know, I think it's important that we have that. Yeah, so I think it brings us to the next piece, too, about the spiritual covering and the importance of being plugged into a church home, right? Because you find now everybody's kind of like, you know, riding the sort of the wave and, um, you know, what, what God was saying about just um, eating from everyone's table, you know, eventually you'll get sick. Uh, so, you know, everybody's sort of plugged into different online sort of different pastors and different, but nobody's plugged into, they, like, they don't have a church home, a spiritual covering, and it's now kind of like the new norm. You see it a lot amongst millennials. You really see it a lot. People sort of roaming and plugging in anywhere and not being plugged into a church home and having their spiritual covering, but just listening to uh, getting fed from just a bunch of different people. What, what would you say to uh, in response to just, and I know you've seen this too. You've talked about this before. So. <laughs> well, well, a lot, and I really want us to talk to well, this is very good, April. I'll be delighted to, to kind of, I guess, when it's Q&A to hear some of the other, <laughs> others Q&A or what they would say to certain these things. But yeah, I would have said, I mean, it's just, we're in unprecedented times. And now what we're seeing is kind of a, a transactional relationship that's coming to the front now. We see Jesus, the, our relationship to Christ and God is as a way to make me better or to advance me. We have failed to see him as the end goal. We want to live for the glory of God. We have, and, and, and this is not really most of, this is not really the parishioner's fault as much as it's the pastor's fault. We have failed to teach and model it. We have, we have dumbed down the faith. Mm -hmm. We have kind of uh, made it just uh, what they call cheap grace and not understanding that Jesus teaching was very strong. He said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Well, what do you mean deny? He didn't say your best life now, all these kind of things, naming and claiming all those things. <laughs> now, of course, God will bless you. He will do that. And that's fine. But this is about death to self. It is a radical departure of what the life we know. It is not about making me better. The Lord said, come die and let me give you a new life. Let me give you something bigger and better. Like I used the example before, why would I put a Bentley engine into a 1975 Ford? It, does, it doesn't work. So the Lord has such a great, better engine for us. And he said, let go of that 1974 Ford, Ford wagon. Let me bring you into where you need to be. Right? And what happens is now we've dumbed it down. So we made it all about us. It's all salvation's about us, but it's not always about us. It's about, you know, what does the gospel say? The gospel says, listen, you know, Jesus is Lord of all. That 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 salvation deliverance have come through the life, death, burial, resurrection. We have been invited to the cosmic party of salvation. We are invited to be a part of God's world. We are in the kingdom of God, and we're going to be a part of this. And I'm so sorry. This is sort of happened. We've been invited into the kingdom of God, and and uh, and and uh, we are, and we live expressly to glorify God. That's what it's about. And then it cascades down to us. So, so what has happened is that there's been a mind shift as me, myself, and I. The gospel is about making me better. So you see that now in the choices. People only listen to what they want to listen to. They're like, mm -hmm. I can, I can have a relationship with Christ or a relationship to church because they think of church as being restrictive. But the, uh, a, a local church assembly is a family. Yeah. Imagine sometimes the devastated this when people don't have families and how these things, you need someone looking you in your eyes. You need someone that you can relate to and, and, and have and have that interaction. And it is April. I'll tell you this, this is a really problem thing with just people picking and choosing, having multitude, but no accountability. And they feel like I'm getting the word, I'm getting the word, I'm hearing this and hearing that. I mean, like you said, you can't eat at everyone's table. You need to have a base. You need to have someone that's looking you in the eyes, a base, a family, a community, just like you have a place to live. It's like trying to live at 10 houses at one time. It, it, it doesn't make sense that way. Yeah. And it's also too, there's just, there's, there's really no way for you to discern. I mean, you, you really need to try the spirits. That's what the Bible tells us. And you can't, I mean, you may be able to pick up some, but I know some people who have sat under people for years and they didn't feel anything was off. 
And I'm like, at my first interaction, I'm like, something's off. <laughs> something's off. But they just, it's you, because your flesh is being fed. So if your flesh is being fed, I mean, we already know the flesh and the spirit always at conflict, right? I mean, the flesh wants to do what's contrary to the spirit. That's just, that's life. So if our flesh is being fed by what we're hearing, naturally, our flesh is like, give me more of that feel good stuff. Give me, give me more, give me, give me more of that. So Tamika said, come on now, Bishop, facts. So I'm actually going to pause here because, you know, Bishop, he preaching, y'all. Um, so I'm going to open it up so Tamika and others can just sort of share some things that's on your mind and heart as you listen to this or any questions you may have. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think you guys are unmuted. I'm not muted yet. Okay. Any questions or comments? Okay. You know, this is a great time. I mean, honestly, this is a really great time for people to be plugged in and really to have be a part of a family. And then, and if you don't have a spiritual, uh, you know, if you want to call father or spiritual mentor, it could be you can pray and ask the Lord to give you someone that's invested in you. Part of part of my job by God's grace of you know, uh, I see my I see myself as serving people, helping her get to where God called her to be. Will I challenge her? Of course I will. Will I always back up? And biblically, I will, by God's grace, I will not manipulate her and control her. That's not my role to manipulate and control. When I do that, any leader oversteps their boundaries. But there are blind spots that God has shown me. I could not be, I could not be a pastor if I could not see. I couldn't at least so God will show me things. And this is ways I do challenge her, build up, and I see what God is doing. We need that. I have, I'm a bishop, but I have a pastor too. He's been married for years and he says things to me sometimes, they're hard things, and me and my wife will listen to him. Um, matter of fact, we talked to him about three days ago and just to check on him, and he's always sends a wealth of wisdom. We all need to be accountable to somebody. Be very careful if you have pastors and different things that aren't accountable to people. And then you have these prophets, these these, these prophets and these purpose hustlers, I say, you know, all they do is they hustle purpose. You know, they tell you all these things that they make it so me centric. And the thing about it is, okay, who are you connected to? Who do you submit to? Who's your pastor? And if they can't tell you they submit to someone, then why should somebody, then why should somebody submit to you? It's like a police officer not, not having a precinct. You know, the police officer, what precinct you belong to? Oh, I don't belong to a precinct. I'm just ready to do my own thing. Well, well do you not a legitimate cop? Right. And this is what's happened. There's a lot of illegitimacy that's <laughs> happening because you get a YouTube account and because you can say things, because you can quote scriptures, ISG, people, because you can raise so many questions than answers and challenge everything. That doesn't make you an expert. When people are questioning all these kind of things in leadership, you ask them, show me your sources. Okay, that's an interesting thing. I show, show me your source. Where'd you get information from? And a lot of them can't source their material. I'm sorry, I don't want to get off on tangent. But I think we to, you know, the Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there's safety. God has purpose for me and you on this call. God, I got a plan. And, 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 and the thing is, you need somebody that's going, that's, going, that's going to try to cover you, you know, protect you, you know, uh, not try to date you on the side. Come on here. I mean, really to be the covering that they're supposed to be and to really bring you forth into that and have a, and, and want you to be greater. I want sister april to be greater i do i want the others that god has given to me yes be great yes absolutely i'm i'm rooting for you to be more than me i'm rooting for you to go higher and deeper than me that's part of the plan and this is what there there's a vacuum in the church now because we have immature people in leadership we have carnal people we have unprepared people i'm not judging i put myself in all the category the all the leadership need to come up we need to really be seeking the Lord where we need to be because we're giving people recycled messages, recycled talks. Ted talks have replaced preaching now. I mean, it's just all about making people feel better about themselves and all kinds of things and don't want to finish. Some of this is foolishness. We must challenge. Paul challenged Timothy. He told him to, he said, he, he told him to, what did he say? He said to endure hardness. As a good soldier. Yeah, a good soldier. Mm -hmm. Imagine me trying to say that today without the Bible. You know what? I'm going through something. I say, tough it up and keep going. 
You'll be like, oh, man, I think the Lord is leading me over here or this guy. No, sometimes you know and I know we need to be challenged. And sometimes the greatest thing is to go through it and let God bring you out of it. Mm, yeah, amen. And I think you and I think you hit on a great point, too, about people not wanting. Sometimes people don't want to be accountable to Amon. You see that a lot. People just don't want to be accountable. People want to be rogue out here. And what you see happening that the domino effect or the downside of that is that people are entering into positions they're not called into because nobody has affirmed or reaffirmed their calling it to preach and to the pulpit. You see all of these things and you're like, who confirmed your this calling over your life? Yes, but because yes. they don't have rogue. <laughs> Just rogue. <laughs> like that you were called to preach but you see it so much because people so like the Moses Joshua like the Timothy Paul <clears throat> Apostle Paul what you see is and what's a common theme like you said throughout the Bible is the humbleness right the humility of those individuals who were willing to serve under learn from and then when it was their time to step into what God was 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 giving them then they were able to to, to the torch was able to be passed down what you find now is people are stepping into things they don't have the wisdom. They're ill-prepared. And most of the time, they aren't called into it. I'm like, who, who? Where did you get? There was no laying hands. You know, in, no, in, in the biblical time, we saw that people were anointed, laid hands on. It was a whole impartation. People are not, no one's imparting anything upon them. People are calling themselves into positions. And it's really, it is shaking up the kingdom. I'm like, okay, if you would only, if we could just shuffle the deck and you get into your rightful position because yeah. you preaching you supposed to be doing you prophesying you supposed to be teaching it right i'm sorry we need to okay no the it's, it's good as a whole <laughs> when you yeah. are in position hey man we gotta be in position and that's why like you said anointing as i said this real quick in the new testament even apostle paul being the great uh, theologian they said even in judaism he excelled before he became a christian he excelled mm -hmm. above anyone is equal he says that his own admission and uh in uh, was at First Corinthians, he talks about that. No, in Philippians, Philippians three. But according to uh, Josephus, he was an extra. He was a, a Jewish scholar. He said in kind of his writings of of, of kind of what happened first century that Paul had the equivalent of two PhDs. He was brilliant. He wasn't just smart. He was absolutely brilliant. But even when he became a believer, he still submitted to the leadership of the apostles at the church before. You know, Acts 15, he came there and submitted leadership in, in Acts uh, 13 in Enya. They laid hands on him and they affirmed God's calling in his life. And, and, and this is what people say. No one is laying hands. People are getting their license from, from, from the Internet. Who laid hands on you? Who put you in play? That's important to know. And you have the right to ask them, you know, where were you ordained? Who ordained you? You know, all these kind of things. That's not being critical that's just like saying, you know, you want to know, do you, don't you have the right to ask the dentist? Did he go to dental school? Oh, man, where did you do your study? Oh, well, you know, I did it at uh, Rocco's Garage. I mean, Rocco's Garage? <laughs> oh, I did it online. You're like, wait a minute, man. Now you can't be working in my mouth like that. Well, then what about the soul? So I'm not saying everyone that's in ministry has to go to seminary. But what I'm saying is that there has to be someone that is credible, that's anointed, that have laid hands on you. And that have affirmed that all they do is affirm what God has called you to be. It's God that calls us, but somebody, somebody else got to see God's calling. We can't be the only one that said, "Well, God called me to do this," and I don't care what nobody says and all this kind of thing. It doesn't work that way. No, Jesus, the Bible said he came out of the water when he was baptized. The Bible says the heavens opened up, and what did it say? That there was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved Son. Oh, see validation and who I am well pleased. Jesus was validated. Now people don't want to be validated. You know, and this time, this is the time, as I tell you all the time, I believe in, I don't know how many of you are, are millennials on this call, but <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I love the millennials. I feel like the greatest move that's coming is going to come through you all. And because I like your rawness and I like how your passion, I like how you're creative, you want to do things, but, but you need to be careful. But also what I dislike is your fluidity of not wanting to be still and connected for seasons. <laughs> Feeling like stru structure is too restrictive instead of looking at foundation and connection as a community, as a platform to be greater, look at it as that and not as a prison. 
that's going to keep you back and hold you that instead of saying something that's going to give me the structure I need to do greater later. Yes, yes. I think I think this is and, and, and what was on my spirit to ask when we not not right the second, but when we're closing out at the end, if you could actually pray, if you could close this out in prayer, really pray and come into an agreement for those who are on the line who may be seeking those spiritual mentors and that spiritual covering. Um, if we could just, you know, really go before the Lord, you know, on their behalf, because I'm telling you, it really is a game changer. And I'm so grateful. But one of the things that God was just talking to me about, about just uh, the spiritual spiritual mentor or mentee relationship, and even just recognizing and discerning who that individual is that sometimes, oftentimes, <laughs> recognizing who that is, is, it's oftentimes on the other side of God sending you somewhere or God telling you to do something. Like that relationship is connected to that. Because I feel like had I just been like, Lord, I'm not going to Delaware. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to stay in Maryland. But there was, some, I was at a church in Maryland and phenomenal teaching. I won't name the church, phenomenal teaching, phenomenal pastor. But I mean, there was something missing and I couldn't articulate it because I didn't know anything about, you know, full potential and all that good stuff. I'm like, okay, Lord, this I'm missing. And the Lord just said, this is, this is a part of your, oh, this is preparation for something greater. And I'm like, I don't understand that. But it wasn't until I said yes to the relocation to Delaware that the Lord just started showing me like dots started connecting, like, ah, Bishop and first lady. Like it just, it, it just became, it, it started to come full circle for me. And so oftentimes a lot of the relationships and the divine connections and even the kingdom helpers and the spiritual mentors and all of that, God may have given us an assignment, sent us somewhere, asked us to, to maybe partner with someone, whatever it might be. And on the other side of that may be that next relationship or that opening for you to have or enter into that mentor that mentor mentee relationship with the person who God is, has allowed you or has opened the door for you to cross paths in. Cause God's going to open the door, but he certainly ain't going to push you through. it. This is not Walmart on black Friday. He ain't going to knock you down for you to get in that door. Like, <laughs> I, feel like <laughs> I feel like he's going to open the door and he's going to send you through that door, nudge word, whatever. And it is up to us to actually be obedient to where God is, what God is doing and where God is sending us. Man, it's good. So I'm going to just open it up again for just, just questions or comments or just anything that maybe is this blessing you? Do you feel like, oh my goodness, are you, you know, praying for a spiritual mentor? Just because I am really going to have Bishop really, really cover just, you know, everyone, even those who maybe you have a spiritual mentor, but just still just really just pray um, for us at when, he, when we end this study. But I do want to open it up to see if there's anything that's really resonating with anyone's spirit or anything that that you want to share as you hear Bishop continuing to talk as we continue to talk about this topic. Hey, April, this is Hope. Hope. Um, I just want to say this message is so on time because I actually reached out to Anisha probably about a month or two ago, just looking for a spiritual mentor. And um, she did connect me, you know, with someone or whatever, and I met with them. But I just felt like this message was I knew God was calling me in to do something different. And I knew I needed someone to help me and hold me accountable and who's kind of already walked a certain walk and to help me get to the next level where I believe God is calling me. So this just kind of confirmed what the Holy Spirit has been saying to me for the past two months um, with seeking someone for that spiritual mentorship. So um, it's, this has been a great message and I thank you for, you know, allowing God to use you again as a vessel for reiterating this message for me, because it really is something I needed to hear. Um, so thank you. Oh, Bishop, I thought you were saying something. Oh yeah. No, pray, yeah, praise. Oh, praise God. Hope. Yes. I, I knew he was, the Lord was onto something when he <clears throat> pivoted us a, a little bit for this part too. And I knew that this was going to really be a blessing to someone or some, some people. Um, so I just, I'm so grateful that God just, he just knows our needs. He just, he's just willing to just send people to just minister to us. He's just so amazing. And so when he said invite Bishop in, I'm like, yes, great. Cause I can't minister on this topic anyway. So, <laughs> cause I mean, I, I do have people who I disciple and mentor, but 
you know, I, I mean, he'd been in the game 20 years. I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just new to this. So, but I, yeah, this is really, it is so very, very important. And, you know, another thing too, with the, with the relationship, God was saying, you get out of the relationship though, what you put in. Cause I feel like oftentimes too, sometimes people have spiritual mentors and they complain that they're not getting anything out the relationship, but what are you actually putting into the relationship? Because again, we see, even with Timothy and Apostle Paul, Timothy was faithful, he was reliable, he was trustworthy, like, like Apostle Paul could send him out on assignment. So what are you doing in that mentor-mentee relationship that is demonstrating your commitment to the mentor? It is a reciprocal relationship. It must, it goes both ways. That relationship goes both ways. So you can't complain about your mentor if you aren't actually serving in the greatest uh, let me let me let me rephrase that. If you actually aren't giving your all to this relationship to ensure that you get everything that God wants you to get out of the relationship, God is not going to send you a spiritual mentor and then you just kind of ride the wave. No, it requires work. Put in the work so that you reap the benefits of all that that relationship has for you. And I just wholeheartedly believe in now this just the the power of the spiritual, uh, the mentor-mentee relationship. Because again, I'm like living it. I'm like, wow, God, okay, wow. So what other gifts are lying dormant, Lord? Can you just awaken all of those gifts in this <laughs> in this season, Lord? Come on, bring it. Can you just... <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. April, could you, uh, uh, I know you have share screen. Could you take off share screen, do you mind? Oh, yeah. We get to see the other faces. We get just to see whichever ones that have visible. But you're right. When you look at uh, Pro uh, Proverbs uh, 27 and 17, it just says so powerfully, it talks about iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, think about that. That says a mouthful that that uh, God has to put someone around you that's commensurate even greater than you in order to make you better. Like, You've never seen eagles hang out with ducks. I mean, they just don't do it. I mean, it's just it's just no comparison. Eagles hang out. If, they, if they're going to hang out, they hang out with other eagles. And that's the same thing. You have to get around someone that sharpened you. And sharpening you, if you have a sharpened, there's friction. There's challenge in that. We have to be challenged. We have to be held accountable. We have to be invested. So a spiritual father, a mentor, he holds you accountable. He's responsible for God to make – not just that you learn things, but you grow and you be what God called to be. And that's an investment. And and that's what we all need. I thank God for the, the spiritual father I had in my, in my life that invested. He invested in me when I was coming up in ministry. I've been with, you know, been connected to him for like 20, maybe 24 years. So so that just shows the longevity of that. And we there's not a month in 24 years that we go where we haven't talked. And that just shows just the love. I don't see him every day or talk to him every day, but it's kind of, he said some hard things to me over the years at times and you know, 99.9% of it was right. And some of it is what I did need to hear. But the Bible said who the Lord loveth, he chastened. So sometimes part of that relationship is being chastened, being told no, being told wait, being told hold on. But the problem is you meant to tell you no, you go down the street. <laughs> And the person tells you, yes, the pastor, there's no qualification. I mean, people just in the church growth. It's all about just using people as commodities and making salvation trend of uh, transactional. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think that piece about just being told no, because I, I, I can remember when I moved here, you were like, wait, what are you doing? You need to, this is a season of rest. Don't take any speaking engagements. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? No, <laughs> don't take any speaking engagements. And I'm like, rest? No, I'm, I'm trying to get here and just get to like, what God, what are you calling me to? I'm just trying to hit this ground running and Lord's like, skirt. And you know, so the Lord used you to really just kind of put a sort of halt to just, you know, Speedy Gonzalez over here who was just trying to go all in <laughs> full on kingdom, <laughs> kingdom, of, kingdom of God. And you were like, Women of Grace Summit is when? <laughs> you were like, no, 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 wait. Oh man. It were, I mean, you, so it was, and then there are other things you say too. I'm like, okay. I mean, it, you really do need someone because there are there are tons of things that I have said, and it's just not either been the right time, right? Lots of good ideas, or it's not the right season. Or mm -hmm. I mean, at one point I said I was I was going to be an international church planner, and I remember you put a hard halt to that. So <laughs> I was going to travel and plant churches. Now I had not heard from the Lord. This was just me, like so. Just 
just me, myself, and I. So, and I remember you, Bishop, you had, I told the story before, you had said something. You, I mean, you essentially, you didn't say flat out no, but you alluded to the fact that I may want to leave that one alone, the international. <laughs> this was before <laughs> you were like, yeah, no, I don't, I see something else for you. Like it was, it was sort of a pivot like that. And so, Again, so saying all that to say, I think it is very important as when you have all these great ideas to have someone that you can run them by and someone who is anointed and hears from the Lord who can yes. really, again, tell you, yes, full on, or like, mm, listen, no, daughter, I think that you should just lay that to the side, or I don't know that that's for you, or whatever it is that God is having you, having you share about that particular assignment. So this has really just been, and Natasha said, this has been so rich. It really has. This is really been such a unique Bible study, but I love how God is kind of shifting us a little bit for the next few months. And so uh, this series has been powerful. And so I pray that the replay, those who are listening to the replay, that this this blesses you as much as it is blessing us here live with Bishop. And so any just last comments or any last minute thoughts, and I'm just going through my notes and um, just making sure that there were key points that the Holy Spirit had for me to, to share that I wanted to make sure that I that I shared. Um, I think that we are, I think that I have, um, have shared everything. Um, Bishop, was there April, something else? Oh. Yeah, I wanted to, if you don't mind. You know, as we were talking to Bible study last time, we were talking about kind of the, the, uh, the gift of work as being worship and how we, we have kind of erroneously divided our you know, sacred versus secular. So this is this is what's sacred. And maybe we did this in the right way. Okay, this is the thing we want to give more emphasis to, more reverence to, and things like that. And that's fine. I mean, we want to emphasis. But then we said, this is everything else. But we also talked about there was no distinction between that two, that God, God has both to him what we do and who we are, our service to him and worship to him. And each of you have been given a gift of influence, so even on level, some will influence 10 people, some will influence 50, some will influence thousands. I mean, it's just God divides our bandwidth of that. That's why it says 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold scriptures. That doesn't mean that's progressive. The 30-fold goes to the 60-fold and 60-fold 100. That's not the correct interpretation of scripture. It just says that if there's a fold assigned to us. Most people that should be on 30-fold, they're only doing seven-fold. That means that's 23 other fold you're leaving on the table. God doesn't expect the 30-fold to be 60-fold. When you do 30-fold and you're supposed to be a 30-fold, you are just as powerful as somebody that's doing 100-fold. Mm. And sometimes you're doing more. If a person that's a 30-fold, he's doing 24-fold out of 30, he's doing good versus a person that's supposed to be a 100-fold, he's only doing 20-fold. Do you see the difference? So, so each of our sphere of influence God's been given unto us and and we have to connect with people that's praying and seeking God, that that have good lives at home, that's connected. Number one, everybody needs to be connected to somebody. That is a warning flag if you are out there by yourself or any leader that you listen to or any person we listen to who's not connected to, to and, and if they're not submitting to someone else, that is a problem right there. We all must submit to somebody else. You know, that's just kind of the way that has to go there. So, but influence, we must trust influence. And it's interesting, Hope, when you said that, I just looked at your, I just looked at that, that of, and I saw you, I don't know why you were talking, I saw you standing on books. I kept seeing books and books and books and books. And And the Lord was just showing me that he's really getting ready to flood you with some knowledge. I mean, your reading is getting ready to take off and the revelation that God's getting ready to give to you is going to be pretty powerful. The Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, but mm-hmm. shall be filled. And God said he's getting ready to strengthen you and renew you. And it's almost like you're like, Lord, I really need to hear from you, God. I really need direction. So when you were saying that, God just brought it to that. So Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. God, I lift up hope in the name of Jesus, God, that your anointing would touch her now, now, strengthen her now. Let your power and might envelop her in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that's coming her way. God, I thank you. Hallelujah, God. God, she's not going to 
have 2019 was that year, but God said, you'll never have a year like that again. Hallelujah, God. So I thank you, God, for the fruitfulness. I thank you for the growth. I thank you for the cries of our hearts. She's like, Lord, I just thank you for this time. And even, even with the women of grace, God, surround her by people that will push her and sharpen her, God, like never before, God. But God, she too will mentor people. I see other people mentor God, but continue to pour into her, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for Natasha, I believe it is, God. I pray for her, God. Thank you for the anointing her life. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for the prophetic. Thank you for even the intercessions on her, God. Continue to build her up and strengthen her, God. I don't know her, but you know her, God. Hallelujah, God. So let your anointing burn in her like never before. Continue to use her and strengthen her, God. More or less about writing, God. I just I just keep seeing it, God. God, just anoint her writing, God. You know all things, uh, God, that you have for her, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray for Tamika, God. I pray for God. I just see her with military boots on God I just see God just just the strength God she she's like a Nathaniel person that has no guile and I pray for her hallelujah God that you would bless her God that you would advance her that you would strengthen her God in the name of Jesus God God that she wants to be more useful and even 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 more fruitful God so I pray for fruitfulness abound like never before God and whoever has this 856 number God you know all things God bless them cover them strengthen them in the name of Jesus, bring miracles in their family, God, whatever, God, you know, all things, God, we just believe your report, God, I thank you for April, thank you for the many ways you've blessed her, the blessing she has been to the name of church, God, how she stepped out on faith and she's seen you move, so continue, God, hallelujah, to use her like never before, take her to levels that she hasn't seen before, God, let her continue, God, to press on a high, and I thank you for what you're doing in the women of grace, God, let your blessing and anointing continue to be upon this work, hallelujah, man, grow and prosper in every way, God, protect God, each of these ladies, protect them on this call, God. Put a hedge around them against every witch and warlock and demonic and satanic. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. Hallelujah. We lift up the shield of faith. I'm outside, God, we thank you. Hallelujah, God. We want to go higher and deeper in you like never have I seen, never before, God. Use them, oh God. Hallelujah. And some of you, the Lord said, you're going to go in the season of fasting and the revelation. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, God. Even this one, Tamika, God said, you're going to go, I don't know why, but but you're going to have some visitations. Hallelujah. God, I pray. God, as she's pressing in the prayer, you're going to get lost in prayer sessions, the Lord. The Lord's going to have you. You're not even going to realize the time. You're just going to be, Lord, I thought I was on my knees for 30 minutes, but I, I've been on my knees for four hours before I recognize. And the revelation, God, so I pray, Holy Spirit, have your way in each of them in the name of Jesus. God, let Natasha walk in those miracles, God, the name of Jesus. God, let boldness, God, hallelujah, spring in her like never before, God. Thank you for marrying both life of the spirit and life of the mind, God. Let it just be just, just, just married to her so deeply, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Whoever had this 202 number, God, I, I saw early, God, you know all things. I, I don't know would you know, bless, cover them in the name of Jesus. God, continue. God, disturb fresh fire of them in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for hospitality. Thank you for the wisdom. God, waiting on the mirror. God, open up the doors they need, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you. Oh, we worship Hallelujah, you, God. Jesus. We worship you, God. Hallelujah, we need Jesus. you right now. Rain down Hallelujah, upon Lord. us, God. Let your anointing, hallelujah, be upon us. We're desperate for you, God, that we would decrease, that you would increase us. Hallelujah. We thank you for grace. We thank you for favor. We thank you for cleansing. We thank you for renewal, God. Help us to be faithful mentors and mentees. Help us, God, what has been given to pour out. Hallelujah. Like never before, God. And I thank you now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundant for all we ask of faith, according to the power that worketh in us. And we thank and praise you. Jesus, man. Take us in realms of worship. Oh, hallelujah. I feel fire burning. Let your anointing, God, stir up like never before. Let nothing quench their hunger. Let nothing slow them down. Let nothing holler the spirit. Let them finish this course and what you're calling them to be. Thank you, in Lord. Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I thank you for their hunger, God. They want you, God. And God, you're not going to disappoint them, God. Give them all they want and give them overflow. Give them more, hallelujah, than they can even imagine in the name of Jesus. Amen. No, it's 802, sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory, glory. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, something has happened in the atmosphere. It's like there's an invitation. God is saying, who wants to get close to me? Who wants to abide in my presence? I'm telling you, God is ready to draw people close to him and experience his power and might. So yeah, I'm telling you, this is the time now. You know how you like it, how you go on on Thanksgiving sale? This is this is whatever was red, red carpet sale. I mean, whatever the sale is after, you know what I'm saying. And my wife, she goes that sale, whatever sale. But but it's like they're, they're wooing you to come by from them. And Proverbs 3 says, wisdom is crying in the streets. Who wants me? Who want to have me? I'm looking for people that want me. And the Lord has said, whoever wants me, they're going to find me. Whoever want to draw close, they're going to find me. Whoever that want to walk in my power, God is going to accelerate your experience. If you and I make more time for the Lord, there's going to be an acceleration. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, I feel like running around. My, I'm feeling, my God, acceleration. I don't want Miyaka and I don't want reruns. I say, Lord, do a new thing. That should be our prayer. Lord, do a new thing. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. All right. All right. All right. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. I'm telling you, hope getting ready. That wisdom is coming, though. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. And keep praying. And like I said, God, I thank you for the wisdom. I thank you for the revelation. And if you keep spending time, it's like it's like the revelation is going to come and it's going to all just kind of connect. It's like this is the season of you being filled up. God gave the season to fill up so you can be able to give up. So you just got to receive the filling up, daughter. Hallelujah. Ooh. My, my, my. All right. Okay, well, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let it overflow over here, God. I see, oh, God, I see, I see this, Spirit to God. And I pray right now, God, that even even in times when she can't sleep, God, let her, let her, and like her to me, God, there's there's just times where you guys are going to be in prayer and it's going to be different times in the night. Just trust the Lord in the process. The Lord is speaking. And even if you don't have nothing to say, that's okay. The Lord wants to speak. Sometimes when we pray, we always want to do the talking. Sometimes we just need to say, Lord, I'm just here to wait in your presence. Hallelujah. Because there's healing. There's healing. The God has to heal. Well, we'll have to, sister, you have to maybe coordinate a, a time time next week. I, I want all three of us to connect with all five. Just, because they're, this, this next, these next three months is so important. They're going to set up your next two years what God has. Mm, oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God. Hallelujah, my God. My Jesus. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah. It's like they're going to start coming on this call sometime. And they're gonna all have revelation and dreams. It's like it's gonna be things. Well, okay, all right. Well, Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just so strong right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Father, I just pray, God, as we ready to close, God, that you would unlock every gift that is dormant, that's even that of being operational, God. Supercharge it in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree it, God, hallelujah, 
God, that you're going to release greater and more in them for your kingdom, God. It's not for their benefit, but it's for the kingdom, God. Let none of their words fall to the ground, God. As you told Joshua, everywhere the sole of their feet touch, you know, just, just got to break out. It's going to take radical faith for some of you. Don't be surprised how the Lord will tell you certain things and how certain things. It's going to take this radical faith to bring about these rams of power, to bring about these rams, because some of you, your family, as you're going higher, your family, and, and it's going to be connected, and that's going to bring them forth into that. And Lord, I pray you protect them from the enemy, from every attack of the enemy, every fiery dart, everything, God. Let their discernment be so sharp they can see who's coming, how he's coming, God. God, in the name of Jesus, so they will not be caught off guard by anything. They will know and see it, God, and let that power burn. It's something about the season of just filling up. So, God, we thank you, Jesus' name. So, all right, Sabre, turn it back into your help. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. What a way to end this. In Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. He always meets us here. We just love it. Fellowship with our day. So that just, just warms my entire heart. So I just praise God for you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank God for you all. Amen. Thank you for your mentorship and your leadership and just everything that you are. Phenomenal man of God. And I'm just so grateful. So grateful. So grateful to be connected to you and just, you know, all of what God has for me to glean from you, continue to glean from you on this journey uh, where I am now. So thank you. Yes. Meek said, thank you, Jesus, for the revolution. Tosh said, thank you, Bishop. Thank you, April. May God. Oh, thank you. Thank you both for glory. Amen. Amen. Yes. What a, this was, this was really a rich discussion. So we just praise God for it. So it is 8.08, um, so if there are any last comments or, or anything, Bishop already prayed us out, but any final words that anybody wants to say before we just close out? Like, close out, close out. Okay. All hearts and minds are free, as Bishop would say. <laughs> so, okay. All right, ladies. So have a wonderful night. The replay will actually be up the replay will actually be up tomorrow. So for those who want to share it with other women and really just, or listen to it again, I encourage you to do so just to see what, just to hear again, the words that God has spoken over your life too. We need to be encouraged in this season. So I love you ladies more to come next month's Bible study is October 20th and it is going to be about suffering for the sake of the gospel. So it should be, should be another rich discussion. So I love you all. Bye Bishop. I'm sure I'll talk to you. All right, ladies. Love you. Love you. Talk to you. Have a good night. Bye.